I like them songs about the blood, don't you? Thank God it makes the devil nervous, makes a lot of other people nervous too, amen. Oh, I've still been rejoicing today in that one soul that got saved last night, amen. And praise God for that soul that got born in the family of God, and we're thankful for that. I want you to turn with me for just a few moments to the book of Galatians, chapter number 6. And uh, Brother Grant is preaching down in Dallas uh, Georgia tonight, and he'll be back tomorrow night. Him and Brother Randy will be preaching together tomorrow night, and uh, Brother Randy will be preaching here in just a few moments. But I was praying this afternoon, and I was just going to have one message, and as I was praying, God laid this verse of Scripture on my heart and said, I want you to preach this message tonight, so I'm going to preach about 12, 13 minutes, and then Brother Randy's family is going to come and sing, and he's going to preach to us. Amen? But I want you to look in Galatians chapter number 6, and one verse of Scripture tonight, verse number 14. The Bible said, But God forbid that I should glory, saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. And I want you to think with me for just a few moments tonight about this verse of Scripture where Paul said, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul is talking about glorying. And in the Word of God, the Bible says Moses, as he uh, was on top of the mountain there, he asked God to show him his glory. And you know that God, as he passed by, uh, Moses saw the hinder parts of God. And he came off that mountain, and when the children of Israel saw him, uh, the Shekinah glory, glory of God was reflecting off the face of Moses and I thought about David where David said in the in the book of Psalms in verse numbers or chapter number 64 uh, David said this he said oh God thou art my God early will I seek thee he said my soul thirsteth for thee and my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no uh, where no water is and then he said this to see thy power and thy glory so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary and brother if there's any place we need to see the glory of of God and the power of God is back in the house of God. Can I get a witness right there? And David had a desire uh, to see the glory of God. And then the Bible tells us in the New Testament, it said that if any man glory, let him glory in the Lord. Amen? Well, that's what Paul is saying here in verse number 14. He's talking about the glory of God. And my friend, I see here in verse number 14 here where there's a deliberate warning that Paul gives uh, concerning the glory of God. He said, but God forbid that I should glory. Now, when you think about this tonight, what Paul says here concerning this warning, uh, concerning the glory of God, is that Paul gives us a deliberate warning uh, telling us that you and I have no business glorying within ourselves. Amen? Notice the Word of God said in verse number 12. He said, as many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh. Why would they do this? Look at the last part of verse 13. That they may glory in your flesh. You see, my friend, there was people back in that day, just like they are in our day and time, rather than give God the glory, they'd rather have that glory for themselves. Amen? And what Paul says here is he gives a powerful warning as he says, my friend, he said, but God forbid. In other words, if God forbid something, you and I hadn't got no business doing it. Can I get a witness right there? God forbid. It's a powerful uh, warning. Uh, it's a serious thing to, uh, to rob God of his glory. And then it was personal. It was a personal warning as Paul said, but God forbid that I should glory. In other words, Paul brought it down to himself. Brother Chris, uh, he didn't look at somebody else and think, well, uh, they're going to try to glory or, or rob God of his glory. Uh, Paul looked at his own self. And I think a lot of times we would do good uh, to take the thermometer off of other people. 
and instead of criticizing and looking at other people's lives, uh, we ought to put ourselves under the microscope and just evaluate our own life. Isn't that right? And my friend, that'll keep you from glory. And, and to Paul, it was a powerful warning. To Paul, it was a personal warning. Uh, but then it was, a, it was dealing with a prideful warning. As he said, but God forbid that I should glory. Amen. You see, there's a lot of things that we could raise our hand tonight and we could say we're not guilty of. In other words, a lot of people here could say, well, uh, preacher, I'm not guilty of being bitter. Uh, maybe you could say tonight, I'm not guilty of being jealous or I'm not guilty of lying or we could go through a lot of things. But friend, I want to tell you something. There's an element of pride in every single one of us tonight. And if you and I don't keep ourselves where we need to be, if we don't keep ourselves in check, this flesh, uh, it wants the glory. This flesh wants the recognition. This flesh wants the pat on the back. And uh, Paul, that great Christian uh, that wrote more uh, uh, my friend epistles than any other apostle in all the in the New Testament, he gives this deliberate warning here that God forbid that I should glory. Amen. I think a lot of our churches are losing the power of God because the attention is too much on man and not enough on God. Amen. We're living in that society that says, look at me, listen to me, lift up me. It's all about me. It's me works and me worship and me words. It's just me, 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 uh, pity me. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, uh, people look at themselves and, and they talk about themselves. You say, well, Brother Gravely, if I don't use myself, what am I supposed to say when I get up in church? Uh, listen, talk about the Bible. Isn't that right? Talk about the Savior. Glorify God. Uh, you know, you can talk about Him and and not even mention yourself and God will get all the glory. Isn't that right? Brother, the Bible said that John was a man that was sent from God but he was not that light. He was just sent to bear witness of that light. And my friend, what I'm saying tonight is that God gives us a deliberate warning not to glory in ourselves. Not only do I see a deliberate warning but secondly, I want you to notice here a delightful witness. Amen. He says here, but God forbid that I should glory. Now watch this. Say in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. I see here my friend that uh, uh, Paul gives us a delightful witness. He tells us you're not to glory in yourself. But he says there is something. There's a condition here. There's something that you can glory in. You can't glory in your works. Uh, you can't glory in your church membership. You can't glory in how many doors you knocked on or how many tracks you passed out or how much money you put into play. You can't glory in how many years you've been saved. You can't glory in your heritage. You can't glory in your sin. You can't glory in yourself. But Paul said what you can do is you can glory in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad there is something I can glory in tonight and it's not me but thank God it's him. Amen. Well I think as Christians tonight it ought to be our desire, it ought to be our hunger to not lift up ourselves, but lift up God that he would be, get the praise, that people would not see us, but that they would see Christ in us, the hope of glory. And there's a condition or a cause for glory. There's the cross to glory in. He said, God forbid I should glory save in the cross. Amen. In other words, if there's anything that ought to be on our lips, if there's anything that ought to be in our life, it ought to be Calvary. If there's anything that ought to move us, if there's anything that ought to stir us, if there's anything that ought to encourage 
encourage us. If there's anything that ought to build the saints, it ought to be the cross. Amen. A lot of times you preach on the cross and it's just quiet and people just sit there and look at you. My friend, but listen, Calvary, had it not been for the old rugged cross, had it not been for the shed blood of the Lord Jesus, had it not been for Calvary, where would you and I be at today? Those precious blood stains that they sung about a while ago, that's the glory of the church. That's the hope of the world. My friend, that's the future. My friend, it's Calvary and the old rugged cross. I want to say tonight, Calvary's is real and it's as fresh in my heart tonight as it was the day God saved me. In fact, I love the cross more now than I did even the day I got saved. I cling to it that day. But I'll tell you, it's dear to my heart this morning, this evening. I thank God that Jesus would love somebody like me, that he would love somebody like you, that he'd be willing, Brother George, to pay the ultimate sacrifice, that he'd be willing to go all the way to the top of Golgotha's hillside, that he'd be willing to stretch his arms out, that he had suffered, bleed and die for all of humanity, that he loved us enough to lay his life down. Thank God that's the only time he's ever done it and he's not never going to do it again. He said, behold, I'm he that liveth and I was dead and I'm alive forevermore. He died once and he died for you and he died for me. That's what we're to glory in tonight, amen, is Calvary, the old rugged cross. The Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 5 and verse 8 said, But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Hey, John 3, 16 is as rich tonight as it was the day you met Jesus Christ. Uh, brother, it's still the greatest message. Uh, it's still the greatest text. Uh, it's still got the power to move men. Uh, thank God for Calvary tonight and I see there's a cross to glory that's that delightful witness that when we talk to people we're not to talk about ourselves we're to talk about him tonight and then my friend not only the cross to glory in the condition but there's the Christ to glory in the Bible said save in the cross notice this of our Lord Jesus Christ the center of that verse is Jesus Christ. And the center of our life and the center of, our, of all that we do ought to be Jesus Christ. The center of every worship service, every message, every song ought to be Jesus. Amen. Thank God for Jesus tonight. Brother, there was a time when you could just mention his name and the service would erupt. There was a time when just the very mention of his name would ignite the hearts of the people of God. I tell you, I don't want to dry up on the vine. I don't want to die in 2016. It may be a de barren desert all around us, uh, but thank God I still know where the well is. Uh, I still know where the water is tonight. Uh, I still know where there's some hope. Uh, my hope, uh, I thank God for the church. Church, uh, and I need the church uh, but I don't tell you something my hope's not in the church tonight uh, I thank God the church is a living organism we're the bride of Christ uh, but my friend when I got saved uh, I joined the church uh, but I got in the body of Christ uh, I got in the I thank God I got in the family of God uh, and my allegiance uh, foremost and first tonight is unto him uh, what I'm saying is uh, the church may fold uh, she may close her doors uh, here I believe there'll always be a 
church. I'm talking about this church tonight. This building could sit empty, my friend, by tomorrow. But thank God he's still on the throne. I'm telling you, I'm still going to serve him. I'm not serving for a preacher. I'm not serving for a church. I'm not serving, my friend, for a club or anything else. But thank God he's the best thing that ever happened to me. He's the best thing that ever happened in my life. He lives on the inside. I want to say I want a glory in the witness of Jesus Christ. Amen. When I witness the people and you do, I don't tell them, hey, if you'll trust the church, you can go to heaven. And I'm a church man. Somebody say amen. I believe when you get saved, you ought to get baptized in a local New Testament church. I believe you ought to join that local New Testament church. Tie to that local New Testament church. Give to missions through that local New Testament. I think everything ought to be done through the local New Testament church. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. Churches come and churches go. But Jesus Christ is here to stay. Amen. And thank God that's our witness and that's our hope tonight. And so I see there's a deliberate warning. Don't glory in yourself. Don't glory in your flesh. There's a delightful witness, and I close with this. There's a deceased world in this verse. Look what Paul says. He said in verse number 14, he said, By whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. What Paul tells us in this text is he pinpoints the world by saying the world is dead to me tonight. I want to ask you a question tonight, child of God. Are you dead to this world? Is this world dead to you? You see what Paul says is, I'm not going to glory in myself. I'll glory in Jesus Christ. And here's why. By whom this world is crucified unto me and I unto this world. In other words, Paul says this. There's somebody standing between me and the world tonight. And it's Jesus. Amen. The world is dead to me because I don't see anything but Jesus. And I am dead to the world because when the world looks at me, they don't see anything but Jesus. Do you know if the world looks at you tonight and they see you as a Christian, Do you know the world doesn't want anything to do with you? Is that right tonight? Hey, this ain't a Presbyterian church. Y'all give me some amens. Hey, do you know tonight if the world looks at you and they don't see nothing but Christ in you, that you're dead to this world, friend. They don't want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And if you look at this world and all you can see is Jesus, then the world, my friend, holds no fancies. The world has no allure tonight. In other words, the world cannot dry you in, draw you in. And the reason for that is because you've been nailed to the cross. And thank God, Paul said, I'm crucified to this world. In other words, he said, I'm dead to this world and this world is dead to me. He pinpoints this world and then he puts this world to death. Notice what the word of God said in the latter part and I'll be through. Paul said by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. The word world is found twice in this text and Paul says this, I'm dead to the world and the world is dead to me. Now get this tonight. In order for Paul to be dead to the world, you know what he had to do? He had to crucify the flesh. Do you know who runs together in this Bible? There's a little click in this Bible. It's the world, the flesh, and the devil. And they team up and they run together all the time. And Paul realized that and after he got saved, he said, I'm not going to glory in myself. That'd be in the flesh. He said, I'm on glory in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, here's what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to break up this little clique. He said, I'm going to crucify the flesh. 
which will make me dead to the world, which gives Satan no power in my life at all. You know why the world, you know why so many times we're defeated in our Christian life? Because we allow our flesh to run with the world and the devil, and we lose our victory tonight. I wonder as we stand and say, get us a song ready. I want to ask you this question before we go further in this service. Have you crucified the flesh? I'm not talking about one time a long time ago. I'm talking about today. Have you surrendered? Have you yielded? Have you nailed it to the cross? Who's running your life tonight? Who's in charge of your life tonight? Are you dead to this world? And is this world dead to you? Worldliness can destroy all of us tonight as Christians. It can cause us to lose our witness. It can get us, it can change our focus and it can get us off course. And it can draw us away from God. I wonder tonight while Brother Blake sings, if you need to come, maybe get on this altar tonight and say, Dear God, help me to sell out, help me to surrender. That's right. You be obedient to God while we sing. You mind the Lord's business.